0: Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet, so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com
1: Well, good morning. It is Tuesday, May 30th. It feels like Monday, but it's already Tuesday. Hope you had a nice long weekend. You're recharged. You're ready to go. So let's get at it. Six minutes after nine, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Well, Rob, an agreement in principle has been made between Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy.
0: All right, Casey, so unfortunately we have to start this show with my least favorite thing to do on this show. And I feel really bad. We're coming out of a a long weekend. We're coming out of an amazing Indianapolis 500. Mm -hmm. We're coming out of paying tribute to those who have uh, made the ultimate sacrifice for the country. And it's just, I can't tell you uh, the pain it brings me to have to be on these very powerful airwaves with our very powerful reach and audience. And Tell everybody how I was completely right. You were right. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was, it was it, you know, we joke about this all the time. This was the most predictable thing ever. And the fact that so many of our elected officials, like Jim Banks, mm-hmm. completely went to the mat for Kevin McCarthy. They came on this radio station. They went on other media apparatuses across the city and state and told us during the speaker vote... As they voted for Kevin McCarthy, not one, not two, not three, 15 15 straight times. No, no. Kevin's a great guy. Mm -hmm. Kevin's a fighter. Kevin's a conservative. Then these people, many of the same ones, a la Jim Banks, doubled, quadrupled, 15th old, whatever it was, (laughs) down on. Republicans want to cut spending. Republicans want to cure the national debt. Republicans are fighting for you. And this was the deal they came up with. The Republicans are liars. The Republicans have always been liars. Everybody with a firing synapse in their brain and an ounce of common sense knew what was going to happen here. Casey, was this almost not to a T exactly three months ago how I told you this was going to play out? Yeah, yeah. That they were going to wait until the very last minute Mm -hmm. that they were going to get some meaningless cuts they were still going to add to the national debt and then they were going to come out and lie to you and declare victory over meaningless bull crap that doesn't change anything and they're going to keep making the problem worse
1: so nobody's happy and everybody's mad but it's a compromise (laughs) (laughs) it's two-year budget deal it's going to hold spending flat for 24 and and wait for it increase it for okay. 2025. Okay,
0: so so can you repeat that the the last thing that you just said because yeah. that's very important, right? It's
1: a two-year budget deal. Uh-huh. It's going to hold spending flat for 2024. Uh huh and increase it by 1% for 2025.
0: And the deal adds $4 trillion to the national debt. Now, multiple members of the Republican Party, and we'll get to this here in a little bit because there's some people who are standing up to this, have acknowledged this. So you can't say it's some Rob Kendall conspiracy, sitting members of Congress, uh, Chip Roy was one, multiple others have acknowledged that it, this will add $4 trillion to the national debt. So if we're adding $4 trillion to the national debt, and you are adding to the spending. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you that tweet that we read last week from Jim Banks. And you tell me now if Jim Banks is or is not a pathological liar. Ready? Yeah. Go. Republicans want to cut the national debt. Democrats want to grow it. It's that simple. Yeah. So Casey mm-hmm. is adding $4 trillion to the national <laughs> debt,
1: cutting, cutting the national
0: debt or no, growing it?
1: It's growing
0: it. These people are complete scumbags, and every one of them who voted for Kevin McCarthy, like Jim Banks, like Larry Bouchon, like Jim Baird, like professional office hopper Aaron Houchin, like former Keel Brothers oil executive Greg Pence, like Rudy Yakum, they're all in on it together. There is no difference between these two parties. I've been telling you this for almost seven years on this radio station now, and I don't know at a local level, at a state level, at a federal level, how many times you have to see these people spit in your face, take a giant dump on you before you finally realize, (laughs) oh my gosh, he is right, there is no difference. These parties are both wholly invested in legalized vote buying, in rewarding their donors and their lobbyists, And you are left paying the tab. And in this case, you are left paying the tab with an ever growing national debt and an ever skyrocketing inflation.
1: But they had to compromise because we would default, right? What a non burger. What a big, just nothing burger. Okay, so
0: let's play. Let's play Kevin McCarthy vigorously. He is vigorously defending the This deal he 's totally lying about reducing of spending the arrogance of this guy knows no boundaries Casey
2: the Democrats said that was a red line now you 're able to reform NEPA. How frustrating we are with it 's been forty years since you could streamline it to build a road in America takes you seven years of review. We now limit that where it 's focused where you can only review it for one to two years we 're going to get America working again. We get the process working again where We always have these omnibuses at the end of the year. We now penalize Congress if they don't get their jobs done. There is so much in this that's positive and measure it to all the other debt ceilings. When Republicans had the presidency, the Senate and the House, did they ever cut spending? No, they increased it. We were able to do this when the president said he wasn't even gonna talk to us. This is really a step in the right direction. It puts us a trajectory that's different. We put a statutory Cap on only spending one percent for the next six years, so we let government grow, but at a slower rate.
1: <laughs> well, he just—he started off by saying we're cutting spending, and then he ended it by saying we're growing it at a slower rate. Look, he I- just talked himself into a circle. I'm not going to say that he is John
0: Wayne Gacy level level of sociopathic ability to lie, but I mean it's this is I mean this is scary stuff, right? This guy talked himself into such a circle there Mm -hmm. that eventually he completely contradicted what he
1: said himself. Yes. But the entire time claiming it as a big win as
0: well. well. Look, I mean, there is, there is very little, I mean, the idea that he's like, Oh my gosh, we got, we raised the work requirement from Mm -hmm. 49 to 54. Look at us. Mm -hmm. Look at what we did. They had all the power. They had, they being the Republicans, Kevin McCarthy had all the power in this equation because Joe Biden said time and time and time again, we cannot default on our debt. They could have, by Joe Biden's own words, gotten about whatever they wanted, and this is what they chose to get because they don't want to fix the problem. And now this is not this is not done. People like Chip Roy, people like Byron Donalds have come out and said we are going to fight this. Right there is look the 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 just the best part of all this is he's going to need Democrats to get this thing across the finish line. The Republican Speaker of the House is stabbing the American people in the back jim banks is stabbing by the way jim's such a tough guy i haven't heard boo from him about how he plans to vote on raising uh, the national debt by four trillion dollars i haven't heard boo from tough guy jim banks on social media about how he plans to vote on raising government spending which is wild casey because he was such a he was such a flex last week yeah that's crazy
1: 10 days ago he was saying republicans want to cut the national debt but here's the thing they just are putting this together over the weekend, right? And they're sending out all the information last night and today, and they're going to vote on it within 72 hours. Do you think they'll read it?
0: Of course not. <laughs> of course they won't They won't read on it. They won't read
1: they'll, it. They'll vote the way they're told to vote. Absolutely.
3: Yeah.
0: But, uh, so here is, so Ron DeSantis got asked about this yesterday. I think he was on Fox News, and Ron DeSantis totally ripped this apart.
3: Prior to this deal, Kaylee, our country was careening towards bankruptcy. And after this deal, our country will still be careening towards bankruptcy. And to say you can do $4 trillion of increases in the next year and a half, I mean, that's a massive amount of spending. Uh, I think that we've gotten ourselves on a trajectory here really since March of 2020 uh, with some of the COVID spending. It totally reset the budget, and they're sticking with that. Uh, and I think that that's just going to be totally inadequate to get us in a better spot. Look, in Florida, we run big budget surpluses. Uh, we have a $1.2 trillion economy, but our debt is only 17 billion, second lowest per capita in the country. Uh, but we make tough choices, and we make sure that we look forward to the long haul. Obviously, in Washington, D.C., they do these cycles to just get them through the next election, and that's ultimately one of the reasons why they continue to fail.
1: So there's a rep from North Carolina who was tweeting out vomit emojis about all of this.
0: It's what it is. The Republicans do what they always did. They team up with the Democrats. He's going to need Democrat votes to get this across the finish line. They will ram this through. It will do nothing to solve the national debt. It will do nothing to to solve inflation. So, Casey, why don't we take a break? I want to uh, read some comments from Ted Cruz on this when we come back. Mm -hmm. Rand Paul uh, was all over this. And then I want to play a piece of audio. I actually found this yesterday. And it is from Jesse Ventura, totally summing up what's going on in this country and why this crap happens
1: every single time. That cool? Yep. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 20 minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we will recap the Indy 500. And Dylan Mulvaney has come out and said that he's straight. But more importantly, last night around. Wait, what? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I thought that might get your attention. But more importantly, last night around seven o'clock, Joe Biden was speaking and he was talking about the budget. And guess what? He said good news. Uh,
4: Just spoke with Speaker McCarthy. And we've reached a bipartisan budget agreement that we're ready to move to the full
1: Congress. He's happy about it.
0: Uh, Well, he should be. He's he's getting trillions added to the national debt. He's getting uh, increases in spending. He's getting meaningless, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, work requirements. I mean, McCarthy is doing this happy dance over this work requirement thing. And all it's saying is, There's a work requirement up to 54 years old. Mm -hmm
1: yeah, they raised it by five years.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. boy, don't mm-hmm. do the American people any favors that you're required to go to work until you're fifty four years old. Wow, hope you don't didn't strain a muscle there with all that heavy lifting there, big guy.
1: so Ted Cruz is criticizing Kevin McCarthy saying that uh, there's not one thing for Democrats in the deal that they struck. No, there's four trillion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, they did remember we talked about this, Casey, that you will see what the Republican priority actually is based on the debt ceiling. All of the and gosh darn it, Casey, I just hate having to come on here mm-hmm. because every time I'm right, it's how the it's with the country failing. That I mean, in all seriousness, that's what sucks about all of this. Is that yes, I'm right, but it was so obvious. Like this isn't even this isn't even a, one I'm going to take a victory lap on because it was so obvious.
1: They didn't even go back to 22 spending like no. they kept saying they were going to.
0: No, because that's what they started at. Or
1: 23 at. spending. That's
0: what they started at. If they actually wanted to get things done, they would not have started where they started. And Ted Cruz is right. All the stuff that these Republicans in the House claimed to be for, the defunding of the IRS and the this and the that, they didn't have any of that in here. They could have gotten whatever they wanted because Biden said, we we absolutely cannot default now. Let's again remind everybody, we have just been told we cannot default. But when you're $32 trillion in debt, you defaulted a long time ago on the American people. And we seem to be all here taking nourishment and breathing oxygen. I'm not sure the default thing's even real because there's always money coming into the treasury at right. all times, and the money's just printed anyway. Right? We're, it's just made up. It's We're $32 trillion in debt. If that hasn't been a default because we're the ones who hold most of that debt,
1: then I'm not even sure the default thing is even real so at this point. So do you think point. that's just Janet Yellen trying to scare everybody?
0: I think it's the government as a collective telling you, oh my gosh, boogeyman, 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 because that's what they always mm-hmm. do. If, if, then, and we never get to the the then, because we always believe this bullcrap narrative, we're $32 trillion in debt, Casey. If you haven't... If, you, if your currency still has some form of meaning by that point, What could you possibly do to make it not have meaning? Yeah,
1: well, we're only paying the interest on our debt. We're not even paying down our debt. We're at this point only paying the interest.
0: And 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 again, I come back to and I want to get to this Jesse Ventura clip because it's just absolutely perfect. But here's what Rand Paul had to say: "Quote, fake conservatives agree to fake spending cuts. Deal will increase mandatory spending five percent, increase military spending three percent, and maintain non-current military, not current non-military discretionary spending at post-COVID levels." No real cuts here. Conservatives have been sold out once again. Yeah. So my question to Jim Banks is, why'd you lie? Over and over and over. Now, we all know what a gutless coward... Now, Jim professes to be a real tough guy, but we all know what a gutless coward he actually is, and he'll never actually come in here and answer that question.
1: Do you think this is a case where Jim Banks really had faith in Kevin McCarthy? <laughs> like, did he truly believe he was going to be a tough guy and and really cut spending? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, was, it, was he hoping and wishing and praying? That, that'd be
0: like being one of Donald Trump's uh, Wives or girlfriends and having Faith that oh this will be the time He's really going to settle down This is a
1: love I'm that will last one. a
0: lifetime <laughs> Okay so I saw this yesterday and It was it was accidental but uh, And this is from several months ago But it's totally perfect So Jesse Ventura Former governor of, of Minnesota um, Mayor of, of Brooklyn Park Which is a major city in, in, in Minnesota Before that He was on with Andrew Yang. I didn't even know Andrew Yang had a podcast. But Andrew Yang, remember, he ran Mm -hmm. for president as a Democrat. Now I guess he's pondering running as an independent. I mean, that guy's a joke. But the the point is what he says here. So Jesse Ventura was on with Andrew Yang. And what's happening in this country is the same thing that, that always happens in this country. And Jesse Ventura did a great job of summing up why the American people get screwed every time by these politicians.
4: So how did you come to this conclusion that these two parties are not actually trying to work in the people's interest? When
0: did that click for you? It clicked for me over something very simplistic, Andrew. The fact that they have built an entire political system based upon the concept of bribery. The only way you're going to get an audience with any elected official of a Democrat or Republican persuasion is bring a check. You know, don't bring your problem bring a check with your problem, and then you'll at least get your audience. See, they've turned our system into a complete system of bribery. And what's weird about that is that if you do that in the private sector, you go to jail. He's right. There's too much money to be made by the people who allow these politicians to exist for them to actually get meaningful cuts. It's why the Republicans will never get off the military stuff. Mm -hmm. You're not going to tell me that in the entire U.S. military, there is not billions of dollars of waste. Now, I'm not talking about soldiers, and I'm not talking about bullets, and I'm not talking about vests. I'm talking about the military as a collective, but yet every single budget, well, we can't cut the military. Why not? Yeah. Because the P, the military industrial complex allows these people to exist. The Republicans are as much to blame, if not more, because at least the Democrats admit what they are.
1: Well, this out-of-control spending really started in 2020.
0: Well, I mean, it started long long before that. But you're, you're right, and that's under Republican leadership. So, again, I've tapped out of this equation a long time ago. I'm not the person who's accountable for this because I've been telling you for seven years. I knew for years before that I was around these people at a state level. The federal level is infinitely worse than the state level. So I've tapped out of this a long time ago. But for you people who keep voting for Rudy Yacom and Jim Baird and Jim Banks and uh, Mike, uh, Greg Pence and Larry Bouchon and professional office hopper Aaron Houchin. Why do you do this? Why do you keep voting for this stuff when these people? Todd Young, it's always the same end with these people. Why do you hate yourself so much?
1: Why do you hate yourself so much? It's 928. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 9:33 with Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. Good morning. You're so disappointed. Why are you disappointed? The expectations were set. You knew what was going to happen with the budget.
0: It's not that I'm surprised. It's that I, I, I just, I was at the golf course yesterday, mm-hmm. and there are long moments where I'm in there by myself with with no, no customers in front of me, and sometimes <laughs> I will just, because it is a very peaceful scene when you're in there by yourself, and you can look out onto beautiful scenery, and I... I just will stare off into the, what I have dubbed the abyss, Mm -hmm. right? I just look for as long as I can look and see as much as I can see in an open area, you can see relatively far. And I'm thinking to myself yesterday, as I'm sitting there on Memorial Day, I'm thinking, okay, on a holiday, I am working a second job to pay for my family to be able to afford I'm not saying like we would be in a soup kitchen line if we didn't take a second job. My wife and I both work. But the reality is because of the behavior of our elected officials, certainly at the federal level and at the state level, we have made it harder by the day for regular people to live.
1: $433 per month more. Screw
0: getting ahead. I'm talking about just breaking Breaking
1: even. even. Yeah.
0: And I'm not asking for the world's, you know, smallest violin to play a pity party for me because I'm an able-bodied person and I'm happy to to you know do what I can to provide for my family. But that's not the way America's supposed to be, Casey. You shouldn't have to work a second job just to stay even. And this is all the fault of the people who represent us at the federal level, at the state level, at the local level. We have absolute morons a mixture of absolute morons and evil people who run our society and I just was staring off into the abyss yesterday pondering how it happened
1: well the founding fathers wanted a limited government the founding fathers were the most noble amongst us Casey and it has
0: just grown exponentially we have gone from the most noble bravest patriotic
1: brilliant amongst us to the worst amongst us to the grifters who just want to spend 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 And it just happened again. Mm -hmm. I mean. And we're going to kick it down the road for two years. The government is the modern
0: day robber baron. They are the modern day equivalent of tycoons of industry who took as much as they possibly could from communities, from workers, from society, lining their own pockets in the process. Mm -hmm. It, It is, it is
1: just, it just keeps happening and we keep not holding these people accountable even though they talk tough and they're going to cut spending but yet they just increased it i just and we accept the lies and we accept
0: the the misdeeds and we accept the the, the just just i mean people are just these politicians are just flipping a giant middle finger at every single one of us and we just look at it and go oh okay okay
1: well we're used to it it's that's, like I said, the expectations there.
0: But you know who I think I blame as much as anybody for this, Casey, is the public education system, mm. because I had a conversation with one of my their people. I'm not their boss per se, but I kind of am their boss. I'm the adult supervision while I'm there, and these are high school kids who work at the golf course. And yesterday, one of them got their paycheck, yeah. and there they open up their paycheck, and they're they're looking at this check and it's a it's a physical some people still get physical checks which i think is cool i think everyone should still get a physical check because with direct deposit you don't actually see how much the government takes from you and i think that that is uh in many ways by design you don't at least back in the day while most people didn't look at their pay stub at least it was there and you could understand how you're getting totally screwed and this this high school kid is looking at their check and they're, they're reading the stub, the stub portion of it. And they, I could just tell by the look on their face, they might as well have been reading Chinese. (laughs) And so I I said, do you understand what any of that is you're reading? Now, this person is about to be a senior in high school. So they have been in the public education system for at least 11 years. And they said, no. And I said, you don't know what any of these letters are, what any of this means, No, you've been in public education for 11 years and they haven't taught you even the basics of how to look at the back of a paycheck and understand what these things mean? No. So I said, would you like-
1: Does even even understand net and gross?
0: No, nothing. That's what I'm telling you, Casey. Like it was, they were looking at this and I might as well have just taken a bunch of Chinese symbols and stuck it to that person's forehead. (laughs) And so I said, well, would you like to understand- what this is. And the person said, "Yes, uh-huh. absolutely." Okay. And so I explained federal income tax. Yeah. I explained social security, mm-hmm. I explained Medicare, I explained county income tax, I explained uh the state income tax. Mm-hmm. I, I they didn't even know what the difference between gross and net and year to, you, you know year to day. I mean, nothing. No. This is our this is why And it it dawned on me at that moment. I had just got off staring into the abyss, and then I explained to this poor kid their paycheck. And it dawned on me that this is why we tolerate what the politicians do. Because the public education system has dumbed the kids down to the point where they don't understand Where their money goes. Yeah, the ability. They don't even have the ability to be angry because they don't understand it. So then she's asking about, she didn't even understand what Social social Security and Medicare was. And I had to explain that to her. And I had to explain to her how when you are that age, Mm -hmm. it is not going to exist in its current form. And so the the girl said, so wait, I'm paying for something I'm not even going to be able to use. Bingo! But no idea, Casey. Absolutely not. And it's not her fault because she had not been taught it. And now she walked away enraged.
1: Right. But they don't know. Well at least everything's inclusive.
0: (laughs) And so we have raised a generation of people. It's amazing how I put things together. I'm such a deep Mm -hmm. thinker. Mm -hmm. That you start connecting the dots on we are in the position we are in because the people are not taught how to evaluate the situation they're in and who has put them in the situation they're in and the ability to be Activist informed in terms of fixing the situation by which they have been put in.
1: Right. If they can't figure out what's wrong, how are they going to figure out how to fix it? Right. And this is where this financial literacy is so important, like what Ron DeSantis has done down in Florida. Those kids can't graduate down there until they understand that
0: stuff. I was just, I was enraged for her because I said, y- we spend all of this money. And in the, this case, you know, Brownsburg, number one, supposedly number one public school system in the state. But that course means absolutely nothing. And that's just ridiculous. But they don't even teach a kid mm-hmm. how to understand their paycheck by the time they're a senior in high school.
1: Is it her first job? I'm wondering.
0: Uh, I think I think it may have been. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, I'm sure you gave her some valuable lessons. I'm Well,
0: sure. you know, but I told her, I said, look, I started working when I was fifteen years old. I worked at a golf course when I was 15. Mm-hmm. And you darn well better bet, Casey.
1: That you started asking questions. I knew, Well, I didn't
0: have to ask any questions because by the time I was about three, <laughs> it was ingrained in me right. what the government is and how to do these things and how to make your own informed decisions. Mm-hmm. And you start walking through. I mean, it, it was an interesting exercise because I tried to do it without being Rob Kendall. I tried to do it from the semblance of I'm going to just explain this to you without my own opinion and then you can come to your own conclusion. And the idea that you have a person who is about to be 18 years old, who has no idea what social security is, had no idea what Medicare was, had no idea what a county income tax was. had I mean, these are basic things you are paying for as a citizen of this country by force, not by choice. And the public school system has offered you absolutely no foundation on which to understand how your money is being extracted from you and where that money is going. So how would you know to be Mm -hmm. outraged when Jim Banks lies to you about Republicans cutting spending in the national debt? How would you know to be outraged when Kevin McCarthy lies to you about cutting spending? How would you know? If you don't even know what Social Security and Medicare is, how would you know to have an informed opinion about 2022 spending levels or 2020 spending levels or shutdowns or lockdowns or uh, printing of $5 trillion? You wouldn't. And that has to be by design, Casey. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? They have classes in high school now where they do teach you Chinese. They do teach you zoology. They have all classes for all that stuff, but they don't even have classes to teach you how to read the back of your paycheck. Unbelievable. Yeah, totally first, was believable. It,
1: was it her first check ever?
0: I th- uh, no, I think it was her second, second. or third. Yeah. Huh.
1: Well, she's going to look at it now, isn't she?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I did more in ten minutes than the public education system had done in eleven years. Eleven years. years.
1: Casey. Yeah. Hey, we've got Micah Beckwith. He's going to join us next, and we're going to talk more about this budget. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Amen.
4: Amen. Amen. It's time to go to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit, Pastor Micah
0: Beckwith. 93 WIBC it is, the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. The conservative voice of the state of Indiana, Pastor Micah Beckwith. All right, back with your uh, Republican friends over there in the House, Kevin McCarthy, uh, Jim Banks, totally stabbing society in the back. A just a, just an incredible negotiation there on the debt ceiling. What say you?
4: <laughs> well, I think you know I, everyone's going to be disappointed no matter what happens on this particular issue. And and I would I would throw it back to to you and just say what what at this point could they have done because you've got Biden who's who's willing to, I mean, he's, he's running our economy into the ground. He's going to shut the, he's going to shut everything down. I mean, at some point the Republicans have to recognize they're only one chamber of one branch of the government and the Democrats control everything else. And so at that point, at that point, you're really over a barrel. And I do appreciate that McCarthy has been as tough as I believe as he, as he can be. I think at some point they've got to get stuff done and we've got far more issues than just this one debt ceiling. This is a, this is going to be a monumental task to get this under control over the next 10 years. And I think this is just a, okay, we got to, we got to move past June 5th and let's get past that. And then I think we got to continue to hold Jim Banks and Kevin McCarthy and our representatives accountable and say, Hey, you guys need to fix this over the course of 10 years. We're 30, 31, 32 trillion. I, I lost track at this point, 30 plus trillion dollars in the hole. Uh, this is far greater than just a one time negotiation I,
0: I have so much to say but casey's literally foaming at the mouth
1: <laughs> <laughs> Micah, don't you think we're just pushing this down the road for 2 years
4: yeah 100% that's what i'm saying i think that's it, it but that's what i we've got to we've got to do something greater than just debt ceiling negotiations i mean this is a far far bigger issue than this one time negotiation and i know We, like, you know, the Robs and and, and even myself, you know. Oh, the Robs. Here we go. Yes, there we go
1: with the Robs. You're a whole category. That's fantastic. Good for you.
4: Listen, I'm saying that in the kindest, most uh, (laughs) endearing way possible, right? No, but and and even myself, there are times where I've said, we should just shut the whole thing down. Just let it go. Just default. But at the same time, too, I think that's just going to cause a bazillion other problems and people will. People will say, "Okay, well, you know, the Republicans are to blame for this because if Kevin McCarthy wouldn't have done what he what he did, then and then we lose elections two years down the road, and then it's all Democrat control." So there's a whole political game being played. But at the same point, Washington is a microcosm of us, and we've let it get this far out of control. Not because of the deadbeats in Washington, but really because we have to look in the mirror because of who we are as a society. Okay, but it
0: would be one thing if they said, well, they being the Republicans, they campaigned on well, we're going to do the least amount possible and still raise the debt ceiling in some moderate meaningless spending cuts. But they didn't campaign on that. They campaigned on, I mean, Jim Banks was shouting just a week ago on Twitter about how Republicans are for uh, spending cuts, uh, Democrats are for raising spending. And yet, here we are, and it's always the same thing, Mike. It's always the same. Elect us. We'll get spending under control. And then, well, now wasn't the time. There's another platform by which we can do this. These people (laughs) never change.
4: I'm not saying you're wrong, Rob. I'm just saying in this particular instance, what would you have had them them do? I mean, I guess— The thing they
0: campaigned
4: on. They had all (laughs) the cards.
0: They could have walked in there from the— I mean, if you start from a zero position, which is 2022 spending levels, of course you're going to get nothing. Why didn't they walk in there and say, our opening salvo is a balanced budget? Then you might actually be able to get some meaningful cuts.
4: They didn't want the cuts. Well, and so what—let's play this out for just a second. What if Biden wouldn't have said, "Well, I'm not going to go along with that, and you're not going to get it." What, what do you What do you say at that point? Do you continue to negotiate and give back a little bit more ground, or do you let it go to default? Okay, look, I I can't believe you're asking
0: me this question, but sure. <laughs> he
1: is, hear, he no, is I, one I, of I, the Robs. I want, I want to hear you say it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So.
0: so to quote the great philosopher George Costanza, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts." <laughs> I was uh, here if I were a member of the House of Representatives here here's what I would say. I was elected to solve this issue. I campaigned on solving this issue. I am going to do the thing that I promised to do. And if Joe Biden wants to allow the country to default, first of all, I don't think the default is that big a deal. I also think the default is made up because there's always money coming into the treasury at all times. So I don't think That's you right. would actually default. Uh, look, I'm Mel Gibson in the Lethal Weapon. I've got the gun in my mouth. I'm not afraid to pull the trigger because I am sick of this crap. I'm sick of prices being out of control. I'm sick of not being able to afford stuff. So, you want to get
4: nuts? Let's get nuts. Ladies there, did and that gentlemen, your you heard it, for you? you. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first on WIBC. Rob Kendall announcing his campaign <laughs>
1: for U.S. Congress. <laughs> that's that's what he took away from that. <laughs> uh so yeah. I mean so so
0: what so we should just keep voting for the Republicans and hope after twenty plus years of being lied to that this is the time the next the next salva i mean what where does it end what what's the end game here because nothing changed yeah. again
4: no, I mean again I think you're'm I mean, you're not wrong rob i I think that there is a time and a place to say, okay let's get nuts and let's just shut this whole thing down and to your point, the default's not the big boogeyman that I think a lot of people try to make it out to be, but remember we've o- we only had twenty patriots. In the house, uh, when there was the whole McCarthy battle that was going on, there's not. Those are the people that would that would agree with you and say, yeah, let's just you know put the gun in the mouth and and let's see what happens here, right? And and uh, but but we've got a lot of rhinos that we've got to we've got to clean out. We've got to clean house all over the place. And this isn't just Washington. This is Indiana. This is state and local. And so you know, the Republican Party really has a come to Jesus moment right now happening. All across the country and you 're seeing it play out between the mega crowd between the the establishment crowd and and I think we've got to we 've got to figure that one out uh, internally and personally first before we can even expect Washington to get fixed so so again you 're not wrong, but I just think this is this is a battle that we 're going to be fighting for. A number of years.
1: Micah, you just said we got to get the rhinos out and it seems that we're growing more right here in the state of Indiana. I mean, listen to what Jim Banks said. Republicans want to cut the national debt. Democrats want to grow it. It's that simple. Republicans have been growing it under Trump even. Yeah, no, you're right.
4: I, that's that's 100%. Now, here's the thing. The Republican platform is a good platform and it is a fiscally responsible platform. The problem is we get people in the Republican Party who don't even know what the Republican platform says. They, they run because the R looks good next to their name, depending on the district that they're in. And so that's the problem. We, there, needs to be some, there needs to be some aspect of a litmus test that Republicans need to take before they run as a Republican, and 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 right now it's just at the party. It's at the 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 win, the whims of the party chairman. Look, the Mike, Mike chairman you're clearly thinks-
0: getting very dizzy from all this spinning. They had to fill out a survey <laughs> that's a, first. That's like, yeah, that's like saying Ted Bundy made a good presentation in the beginning too, and it, it didn't work out any every single time. I mean, come on. Hey, look, real quick, we got to get to this. You and I are doing something Saturday. You're costing me a whole bunch of money. I have to take time off for my other job. What are we doing? What's going on? We-
4: we got a uh, the tax the property tax rally down at the state house Saturday. Uh, you and I are speaking, we are on the docket. Uh we're going to be speaking with uh Donald Rainwater, Lucy Benton, uh, a couple other just good uh you know uh don't tread on me type people. And so you're going to rile up the crowd <laughs> and let them know why they should vote for, I mean, why they should, uh, they should vote for people, not you <laughs> vote for people who will get our property tax issue under control in the state of Indiana. So, so come down. It starts at, uh, starts at noon. It'll go until 2 PM. And, uh, it's going to be, a it's just going to be a good time of Patriots getting together saying, Hey, we've got it. We've got solutions here. Are the solutions now, Indiana, listen up and, and, uh, get off our back. Well, Casey, let me explain to you how this unfolded. So they told me
0: they told me about this thing and they're like, It's June the third. I said I gotta work on Saturdays. I heard nothing back. Somehow I ended up on the flyer. <laughs> anyway. I saw it. And I was like, well, I guess now I have to go because you gotta I'm, go. On the, I'm on the flyer. So once again, Micah has cost me an exorbitant amount of money, uh, but it is June the 3rd. It's June. The, it's Saturday at the Statehouse, noon until 2. You can see Micah and I together. It's like when the Beatles appeared on the rooftop together mm-hmm, for the last mm-hmm. time. You never know when you'll get another opportunity to You're see like Micah you like the title sponsor. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, real quick before we go. So June the 5th, that's Monday, right? June the 5th, Monday, correct. Okay, okay. so you are going to be here at 9.30 with a big announcement. Now, I have narrowed it down to either you are starting a Bucky's in Noblesville –
1: <laughs> oh, nice!
0: Or you're starting a fireworks factory between on 69 between Noblesville and Anderson. Am I anywhere in the ballpark of what this big announcement is on June the fifth?
4: You're in the ballpark. Oh. Maybe the wrong, maybe the wrong seat, but in the ballpark. So you're uh, playing a totally gonna...
1: different game, by the way. But. <laughs> <laughs>
4: He's at the uh, the professional cricket uh, competition. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm uh, I'm in a different uh, arena right now. But the there will be fireworks. We uh, I'm sure of that. It's going to be fun. Listen, I, Rob, you have you have uh, inspired many throughout the years, Thank including you. myself. And uh, and I think it's time that we just get strong voices now into government. The problem is, you know, strong voices have to be shrewd. The Bible says, "Be as shrewd as a snake and as innocent as a dove." And so, but we've we've typically seen politicians err on one side or the other. They're totally shrewd with no innocence, or they're completely innocent with no shrewdness. I believe I can bring a level of both, and we're going to uh, we're going to let you know what we're doing um, on Monday. Are you sure? Whatever this announcement is, that the slogan won't
0: be "Want to get nuts." Let's get nuts! <laughs> I like it. Uh, okay. Micah Beckwith, we will see you Monday next week, June the fifth, nine thirty for the big uh, opening of the Bucky slash Fireworks Store announcement. We're very excited
4: for that. I love it! I love it! Thanks, guys.
1: You're listening to Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC.